0: Welcome to another episode of locally sourced joey the podcast about anything and everything joined by friend of the podcast daniel zabala dan how you doing man
1: i'm good joe i'm very good right now
0: excellent you had I, you were trying to sell some furniture tonight um but it seemed like you you ran into a little craigslist snafu here
1: yeah yeah um you know you know how it is on craigslist you you get some creepers like i would say maybe like every other sale, um, potential sale. But, uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, I just got this guy that, uh, you know, just didn't want to stop talking. You know, it it could have been a two minute phone conversation and it turned into like a 10 minute phone conversation. He asked me what my name was, which is not even necessary (laughs) to know someone's name in a Craigslist purchase. Um, but, uh, he started telling me like what he does for a living and, you know, like just way too much like personal stuff. But, um uh, but anyways like this was about like a couple days ago and we had a uh, meetup scheduled for tonight at seven thirty, and he called me like a couple hours before and he's just like hey i'm so sorry i can't make it and once again it turned into like a long conversation and giving me all these reasons why he can't make it which is once again like so unnecessary but uh we ended up uh scheduling for uh for this, uh, Saturday for him to come by, which I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. I, I want to get rid of, uh, it's, it's an eight by 10 rug that I'm selling and it's like a shag rug and can't wait to get rid of it. Um, but I don't know if I'm looking forward to like, you know, meeting up with this guy cause it, it's probably going to be really creepy to tell you the truth. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's he's like, "Yeah, I'm a truck driver. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going to head over there, but like I'll sleep on the side of the road before I get there." Like, it's just like weird like unnecessary too much information type of uh, conversation.
0: Definitely. Know how know how those go. Um I've actually in my limited uh use of Craigslist, I feel like I've gotten off pretty pretty scot free in terms of the creepers. Um I, I bought a uh, an ACL pass last year. Uh, and the guy turned out to work um, in the same building that I did. So we just met outside, um, broad daylight, which is always nice. Uh, and then I bought a, a Nintendo DS back in the day when oh, nice. when that was, it was probably when it was like two or three years old already. And I was like, you know, am I really going to play this that much that I need to pay full price for a new one? Like, a used one's fine. Um, and I... I, again, just met at, like, a Starbucks. Um, and the, I'm pretty sure the woman who sold it to me was, like, a stand-up comedian in Los Angeles. Um, I'm blanking on her name, but I remember, like, a week later, I saw a flyer for some show, and a woman with that same name as the woman who sold to me was on that flyer, and she kind of looked like the woman who sold it to me. I was like, dang, I should have asked for, like, free tickets or something, but oh well, not too bad. That's so
1: lucky for you. Uh, I, th- I think you just jinxed it. The- I know, the- I got a... really creepy- Next- luckily my
0: desk is wood so i'm just knocking on it all over the place here to <laughs> hopefully hopefully keep the good luck going we'll
1: see we'll
0: see what happens oh, no, fingers crossed and and hopefully i uh, good luck with your your furniture endeavors um and something you've had a little bit of better luck with uh is brain fruit clothing which is a clothing company that you started uh, what four or five years ago now uh
1: yeah i would say about in uh 2011 okay uh that's when i started it so um but uh yeah i started it because i wanted to showcase my creativity i always thought i was like a weirdo like growing up uh, (laughs) just like always wanted to draw like in the back of class like uh just kind of did my own thing was in my own mind uh, type of mentality and uh it's the one thing that allowed me to like you know showcase and express like my ideas was um Putting my art on clothing, uh, t shirts, you know, and soon to be hoodies. Um, But uh, I think the way I started was at the Paul, there was this uh, competition to create, like, incorporate our mascot into, like, a nice, like, design for a t shirt. I submitted mine. Uh, They loved it. They asked me more questions, like, about, like, you know, like, is this this something I do normally, you know, And, and I told them no, this is just a, this is the first time I ever submitted a design, and they're like, oh wow, like we would love for you to like create, make, making more designs for us. Um, so that's how I, 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 was like, maybe there's something to this. So, uh, and as a kid, uh, the fa- you know, our family business is uh, printing, so um, we ended up getting a like, silk uh, screen machine, which allows you to uh, create your own T-shirts, your own designs, and I got involved with that, and you know, I figured why not fuse the, together my um, kind of natural ability to create art and, uh, you know, silk screen, um, some t-shirts, some custom designs. And uh, I ended up taking some of my designs to some stores around the city, a uh, store, a boutique in Wicker Park, another store in Lincoln Park. And uh, they loved it. They featured my designs there. Um, I had some people come up to me during uh, some street festivals. I did some street festivals. And, um, Come back the next year and say, hey, you know, I bought some, you know, designs from you at the last street festival from last year, and I don't know if you remember me, but I loved your uh, killing them design, which is um, a Chicago Blackhawks theme design. And yeah, just little by little, it just, it kind of just like um, was like a domino effect, like just like, oh well, if I'm doing this good, let me just keep going, type of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I don't plan on uh, stopping anytime soon, and want to continue with it.
0: Awesome. And, and definitely uh, some great designs there. A lot of them, uh, if not all of them, uh, have some sort of tie into Chicago, which is where we both grew up, uh, and a terrific city. So definitely a uh, good little, you know, good place to start there with that. Um, what what kind of goes into the making of a design? Are they inspired by, you know, a certain part of the city? Or does someone suggest like, hey, I want, I want this? Or, or how does that go?
1: It kind of just starts with, um, I mean, honestly, just like me. It starts with like what I feel. Um, it's it's very tricky sometimes when you create any product, not just uh, t-shirt designs, any product, where you kind of just wanna look out look out what's already like out there and just see what's working and try to copy any product. And uh, what I what I want to do is not so much like think that way. I mean, you know, it's always good to like do something that works, don't get me wrong, but I like to kind of just go against the herd, if you will, like try something new, try something different. And uh, so I I, I sit down, you know, with a blank piece of paper, pencil and start from scratch and just kind of just feel like what, 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 you know, what, what like matters to me? Like what, what do I care about type of thing? And just kind of just like be patient with it. And usually it comes down to my love for the city of Chicago and, uh, you know, sports um, so I, I usually just try to figure out a new way of uh interpreting what everyone knows, whether it's um my bear downtown design where I have a bear walking in profile with the skyline growing out of its back and there's like birds flying around the skyscrapers. Um I like I like kinda reimagining uh logos, um and just kinda making it my own. Kind of like, you know, just borrowing the theme of it and then just kinda adding my twist to it um so but yeah everything starts from scratch and i just and i just go by what whatever feels right to me i guess if you will
0: nice yeah and i i like the the twists on logos it's always interesting to see um just kind of the evolution of different teams logos i know there's a is a great uh i guess it's a website it's just kind of one page but it's a uh, like all the NBA logos of every team um, throughout their history. And it's interesting to see how some teams like the Bulls haven't changed at all um, since <laughs> yeah. they came out in, in 1966. And then some like the uh, Denver Nuggets are my particular favorite. Cause they went from a guy who I, I showed this logo to someone once and they said it looked like Santa Claus on vacation. It's like a guy with a little pickaxe and like a crazy red beard. Um, and then it went to um, a big, like, City of Denver that almost looked like a Tetris game, with all the different colors oh, and like yeah. yeah. yeah, right where yeah yeah it's it's fantastic and now it's you know more a, it, or uh, there was also like a, a gold mine like Colorado Rockies kind of theme, uh, one in there and then now it's I don't even know what it is now it's lame now but
1: I love the I love the ginger guy with, yeah the, right he's, he's
0: amazing he's so happy there.
1: yeah he's like it looks like a plush doll
0: yeah like, <laughs> just,
1: like he's just like you just want to squeeze him.
0: Those early mascots, man, there was so much about being like, you know, fun and, and cuddly and everything. Yeah, like there's like a friendly, friendly. Yeah, and now it's, I mean, I guess a lot of them still are. You're not trying to really offend anyone with your logo, but, you know, some teams have at least a little more tenacity in their, their mascots. It, it
1: has more of like a corporate kind of feel to it, or at least the Denver Nuggets one I'm looking at with like the mountain, like the sharp uh, kind of like corners and it just looks, yeah. It it's kind of takes away from that like loving, like family look to it. I mean, it still has that universal look, like you're saying, like it won't offend anyone. But yeah. Definitely that the original one is just like so family friendly, family friendly looking. It's just yeah, it just makes you smile, type of
0: thing. That's so wonderful. I'll put a, I'll put a link to the. Uh this page with all the logos because it, it is really magical i'm a big fan of the milwaukee bucks one too the original I uh, the original buck looks like something out of the rudolph the reindeer rudolph the red-nosed reindeer um the special with like the claymation it's definitely like a side character <laughs> from that it's wonderful
1: oh yeah is that, is that the brown uh it's like a brown reindeer with a green um
0: Sweater with a letter yes, B on it? Yes, yes, that is oh exactly it. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I'm looking at it right now. That's
1: Yeah, your fans can't see what we see right
0: now. <laughs> we'll put a link, we'll put a link. It's fine. Yeah. Or just stop listening right now. Push the pause button and go yeah. uh, go look up NBA logos of teams because they are terrific um, from back in the day. Current okay. ones are still okay for some teams, but not for the Bucks or Nuggets. You got to go old school for them.
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty funny. Like what it used to be and what it is now, it's a pretty big leap.
0: Yes, wow. it's pretty... it's terrific. Um, so so my design background is far uh, less experienced than yours is. You know, I've just done a a few uh, like infographics or really simple um, you know, images here and there. I and I know even that the uh, the back and forth process and you know how many versions of it, um, can, can just get overwhelming. Um, and so I would love to know if you, if you can even ballpark it, like how many, I kind of like versions or prototypes do you go through of a design, um, from when you, you first start drawing it to, uh, the, the finished creation?
1: Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Um, it's really hard to put a number on it, but I mean, I could try to explain it, but I, I, I don't, Short answer is I don't know if I can give you like a, like a ballpark number. Um, there I like to categorize it into two different uh, – des- I think all designs are categorized into two different designs, at least at this point right now. Sure. Um, maybe I might change my perspective on this, but right now I think everything could be categorized in two designs. And the first category is um, a design that – you know, everything starts with a thought, right? So you're thinking about it. You're like, oh, that's a good idea. Like, I think I want to make that. And then you you start drawing it or however you start it. And it, it comes out, it flows like very, very like well, like it just, it just comes out naturally. And you just like, the process just continues from there. And there's very little issues and you get to the final stages and you're like, oh wow, there was like you know, maybe one or two obstacles, you know, for the most part, it wasn't so bad. And then the second um, type of category for coming up with ideas um, is you envision something, you're like, wow, that's a really good idea. Let me, let me begin this. And then you start and it's insanely like hard (laughs) to like create what's in your mind, taking that step and like, you'll draw something or you'll whatever, design a computer and it doesn't have that cool look to it or just that acceptable like look that you can just be like, I'm proud of that. So then you have to kind of like scrap that first draft and then start again. And then you start getting frustrated and frustrated and you can almost get depressed in a way because you know, it's possible or, you know, the design is worth working hard for, but you're just not producing it for whatever reason. Um, So you just kind of just keep pushing through that. And it might take, like, I don't know, like 20, 30 drafts, you know. Um, It may take, like, you know, a month, two months, just to create, like, a big, like, like a high-hanging fruit idea, Um, something that, you know, you don't think many people would would, would create if enough time passes. So those type of ideas are, yeah, I would say maybe, like, 30 drafts of just, like, just changes. And also, too, like, when you create something – um, it may look amazing to you um, like on Monday when you make it but then when you wake up and you know take a look at it on Tuesday you're like I don't really like it I started to notice like all these problems with it that I didn't notice yesterday on Monday and and as you sleep on it and look at it you kind of like you kind of just kind of grow with it and it's almost like you're like a baby like you kind of just like grow with it and you get attached to it and you kind of take care of it and then once it like, You know, comes to life, and it's a product, and people receive it very well. Like you just, you feel like the greatest. You know, it's the greatest feeling. You know, when people kind of accept your creation in the world, and it's like, it's kind of like a baby. I know that's a really weird uh, analogy, but (laughs) it's kind of like creating like a like a baby. It's like you're bringing life into the world, and it's it's a part of you. You know, has some sort of like piece of you. And uh, it's really cool when people receive it very well.
0: That's awesome. I feel like, yeah, that that second kind of design is the more common one for me, where I'm just like, I know this looks good. I, like, I know it could look great. I, it just has not happened yet. Um, so glad that you have more success than I do with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it takes a, a lot of uh, frustration and uh, depression, you know, some, sometimes uh, to get to that point, of just like... Pushing through the hours and hours of just like I suck, I suck, but I know I can get better type of thing. But uh, but yeah, it's all worth it at the end of the day.
0: Boom, oh, definitely. And uh, you mentioned your your bear down uh, drawing earlier, which or design, I should say, uh, which is one of my favorites for sure. Um, and thank you. We've both grown up, you know, in in Chicago, uh, so obviously big Bears fans. Um, can you believe that they're you know. Within like a a game of the playoffs right now because they've they looked so bad at the start of the season.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty uh, it's pretty insane to like think about that, you know, because everyone was like hating on the Bears and it's like they're they're always like going from like a joke to like, oh, you know, like we gotta support them, they need our support, like this is it, like you know, like it's always like black and white, just like flip flopping um and cutler obviously gets all the blame and and then you you turn on the tv like espn or whatever and you 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 see like all of them like trash talking like jay cutler and it's like man maybe maybe our team is garbage but then you know out of nowhere they just start making a push for it and it's just like you know all you want to do is just support them like at the end of the day like you just you just love to see chicago winning
0: yeah, and Cutler's having his uh, his best st- statistical season. Um, so I, it's it's funny when it seems like when you know the Bears have a dominating defense, their offense can't get it right, and then when they have a high flying, yeah. amazing offense, their defense is just the worst in the league. And so now they're both kind of average. So maybe, maybe that's all you need is be like fifteenth of the league in in offense and defense, and get to the playoffs. I'll
1: take it. Yeah, that's as if we yeah. As long as we're getting to the playoffs, that's all that matters at the end of the day.
0: So I'll take it. Yeah, and you just gotta, you just gotta get there. I mean, the Giants showed that uh, twice in the, you know, in the last decade. That, and and other teams too. Like the year the Packers won, uh, one of the years the Steelers won. Like they're all, you know, just these wild card teams that that get in, and you know, you just need to go on a little bit of a roll. So we'll see if it happens with the Bears. I'm not holding my breath, but the NFC is is awful enough that I think I. Something good could come out of it. I don't get to see a lot of Bears games here in Austin. We normally get uh, the other Texas teams, which are the Houston Texans and the Dallas Cowboys, which have just been both really bad this year. The Texans are at least starting to play a little bit better, but they've been playing some bad teams, so I don't know if they're actually good or not. Um, and the Cowboys without Romo have really been depressing to watch. like it's it's given me a lot more free time because I've just decided to stop watching it and you know, can, enjoy the outdoors or whatever, but it's, yeah. man, it is bad.
1: Quick question. Who do you think is going to lose first, Carolina Panthers or Golden State Warriors? Ooh,
0: that's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think who the Panthers play. I I feel like they'll, as bad as the Falcons have been, I, I feel like one of those games is definitely, they played the, the Falcons twice in the last three weeks of the season, I think. And if Atlanta is still, I in the hunt for a wild card spot, um, I think the Panthers could definitely lose uh, whichever game is at home, which I think is the first one, which would be like week 15. But I mean, the Warriors would have to win like 14 more games. Um, wow. Yeah, I'll probably say Warriors lose first, but i that's not really a, a reflection of them being a worse team. Um, I <laughs> yeah, think right? it's just, they just play more games. My My friend actually asked me about a week and a half ago if I, who was going to lose first, the Warriors or the... Or the Warriors would lose first or the Sixers would get their first win. Um, and I guess uh, <laughs> I guess it was going to be the Warriors lo- lost first, but I was clearly wrong. So, way to go, Philly, getting the win. Oh,
1: man, that's, that's pretty terrible with uh, the 76ers have been doing.
0: It's it's um, like, I would hate to be a Sixers fan. It's just because, you know, they, they keep saying trust the process and this is year three of just a terrible, you know, you're drafting the same position now, you're getting a lot of guys that like, there's no veteran presence in there to be like, to the rookies, like you see Jaleel Okafor doing all this off-court stuff they have a veteran there, he could be like, hey stop this, like, you're gonna be a great player but stop doing these silly, like, rookie things yeah and it's just, and like, by the time all these players are developed their contracts are up and they don't want to stay in Philadelphia oh yeah it's it's just a mess yeah it's sorry philadelphia but you got a world series a few years ago so that's all i guess it's like seven years ago now but still it's more than
1: they basically exist to remind everyone else in every other city like hey
0: your team may not be doing as good but (laughs) at
1: least you're not the 70s at least you're not us you know like we may have derrick rose and all that controversy and you know people upset with him and Whatever, we lose, but at least we're not the
0: 76ers. That is so it could true. Could be worse. It could be worse. So true. And my, I, my one other stat I just learned. I always like sharing these random basketball stats. Now give a shout out to our friend Pilloff who who told me this. Um, DeAndre Jordan of the Clippers last season, counting uh, regular season and playoffs, missed more free throws than Steve Nash did his entire career, also including the playoffs.
1: Oh my God! So <laughs> embarrassing.
0: Steve Nash no. played until he was forty, and like granted, the last couple seasons he really you know was mostly just injured, and collecting some checks. But that's still like a good sixteen or seventeen seasons of playing and shot better or missed fewer free throws over that entire time span than DeAndre that's Jordan insane. on one team. That's insane.
1: I can't believe that's. I can't believe that fact. Like that
0: it's it's amazing. So anyone listening with a seven foot child, or if you are seven feet yourself. I uh, make it to the NBA because you can still have a lucrative career with very little actual offensive skills. If you can jump high, block a shot and, you know, pull down rebounds, occasionally finish some alley-oops, I uh, thumbs up all around. I know I have a lot of fa- uh, friends who are fans of the Dallas Mavericks. So this summer when they had that whole uh, ordeal where he was, you know, he had like signed with Dallas like verbally, but hadn't actually signed the contract and then ended up going back to the Clippers I know everyone was so mad. They were like, "Man, like, I hate him so much." And I was like, "You guys caught a break. Like, he is not going to be a good player without a great point guard with him cuz that's how he gets all of his points." Yeah. Is either a Chris Paul like lob or someone misses a jump shot and he just tips it in. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: Are you on the uh Ben Simmons hype from LSU?
0: Uh, I mean, he's been he's been good. Like, he's great to watch. I think he's more of like a a distributor like you're right more magic johnson than yeah, you know like a yeah, jordan yeah. or anything I like that. that um but i've been i've been on my own miami hurricanes hype though who are six <laughs> and one ranked 21st um they they lost a buzzer beater to northeastern which they have a propensity to do is lose to the, they you know they beat two ranked teams and then the next week after they get ranked themselves they lose to like a small you know MIAC conference or i don't think northeastern's in that conference but you know one of these like Mid-major conferences, they just come right, out and right. crap the bed. But at least this one was only by one point. Last year they were losing to teams by like 28 that they yeah. should have ran out of the gym. So progress, yeah. I guess.
1: The only Miami uh, Hurricanes coverage I've I've been coming across was when Miami uh, stunned Duke. Yeah. And with the eight lateral return, and I just thought it was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> because like it was like like illegal basically, right? Like a lot of them. There's a lot of like points in that play where it was uh, should not have counted.
0: Well, this is this is going to be my bias coming through. But I've had this discussion with numerous people already. There's really only one play that like definitively. I was like, okay, that was definitely not legal. Um, but it's like you know, people keep showing the the image of like the ball in the player's hand as he's lateraling and they're like look his knees on the ground while the ball's in his hand i'm like but the ball doesn't look like he's like grabbing it and it's the actual rule with the lateral is if it's like just coming out of your hands it's like technically a live ball and it looks like he's holding it like it's like a platter and i'm like there's no way this man is squeezing this ball
1: uh, right now i see what you're saying he doesn't like have like a
0: firm Graph, yeah you know,
1: like like a quarterback would with like before he throws it like you, throw, you know before he like throws it yeah and it's like in any
0: case too it's like you know you have one frozen image like that's not a uh, a bad thing i think the only reason well i mean also just because people like to hate on the kins but i think the <laughs> the biggest reason people were upset was because they threw a flag initially and then the way the official worded it it was something like um Oh, we like we reviewed the flag and are like picking it up. But I think he just meant like one official had thrown a flag cuz he thought it was a block in the back and the other official was like, "No, I w- I had an angle and it was like from the side." So I think that's what he meant by they were reviewing it cuz you can't technically like by replay review a flag like that. So I think I uh, just the, you know, the way it was worded and just how nuts the whole finish was, I think that's partially yeah, yeah. what what people it are was... up in arms about.
1: It was definitely laughable, like, just seeing, like, all those, like, laterals. Like, it seemed like something, like, you would do in, uh, NFL Blitz.
0: Oh, yeah. It was, Um, it was 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 a video game play for sure. And it was, it was really funny because, um, the, uh, well, I was watching it with a bunch of people who aren't football fans, so it was great just to, like, even they were getting into it and going nuts, and we, like, you know, like, rewound it and everything, and like, called other people in the room, like, watch this, watch this, it's so nuts! Um, and then, uh... Miami was just playing um, Pittsburgh in the uh, the end of their, you know, end of the regular season for both of them. And I they, uh, they were um, kicking with like six seconds left back to Pittsburgh. And it was uh, a similar like, you know, they tried to do the lateral play and everything. And I was like, how is, like nuts would it be if Pittsburgh just did this to Miami right now? Like the same thing that they tried to do to them. But after, like, the fourth lateral, the guy just kind of fell out of bounds and the ball <laughs> the ball rolled out, so it was... I love,
1: I, I love those plays because it's always like, oh, no way, no way. Oh, wait, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Keep, yeah, keep going, keep going. Like, go, go. <laughs> you're like, you, you just like, go from, like, hater to, like, lover. like. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just think it's impossible then you're like, oh, I always knew it was possible. <laughs> like, you know? Like, you're just like, oh, I... And then you call all your friends. You're like, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> and you missed this. And, like, you were, like a hater like right when you saw it you know oh yeah but, i
0: was about to turn it off i'm like because because duke scored like right before it to take the lead and it yeah. was on you know it's a really like close did he actually get it over the goal line kind of play and i was like man like another stupid loss for miami and i was like this is so dumb and then and it's
1: against duke too like they you uh, know they have a culture where they they're just winners you know like they always get everything
0: uh, nobody likes Steve. But, uh,
1: but I do have respect for the Canes. Uh, you guys gave us Devin Hester, and I had a lot of fun watching <laughs> that guy uh, when he was with the Bears. God, I know but he was great. That's
0: like my one of my biggest college regrets. Is he he? I I think he left as a junior, but he left the year before I got there, so I never got to see Devin Hester in person, which was very uh, sad. Um, uh, which which some of his Miami highlights are absurd, and it's just like. Like, it's like everyone else is, uh, you know, has, like, lost their joints or whatever and just, like, can't move in a fluid motion. And he's just, like, there's there's a play. It's against Duke, actually, where he gets, it, like, he gets tackled, like, three times. And, yeah. but just, like, never falls down. And there's, like, he literally runs a circle around a guy. And it's just, like, so ridiculous. Like, it's like he's playing against the Pee Wee team or something. It's just yeah. fantastic to watch.
1: Yeah, they like, ta- like try to tackle him, and then like they'll just spin it, spin off of it, and just keep running. And it's just like it's really entertaining to watch that. Like uh, it's not something you see often. Yeah, he's and then, and then you get a touchdown off, off of it. It's pretty crazy.
0: He's fantastic. That can be my uh, my Twitch feed. Is I uh, is just highlights of Devin Hester just pointed at my computer and <laughs> my other computer. Be like, all right, guys, we're just gonna watch this. Like leave a tip at the door uh, and it'll be great. Um, But yes, terrific segue there by me, not forced at all. um, Into uh, Another thing that you've gotten into recently is uh, Twitch TV, which I believe has been around for for a few years. Oh man, I'm great with the segues on this. It's wonderful. Um, And which is essentially just um, a live streaming service. And I know um, we were talking earlier that it's, it's definitely changed a little bit from how it used to be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not very much, uh,
1: like, kind of far into it, but I'm still trying it out, you know, I just, like, uh, created my profile page for it, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I started looking into it, I'm like, let me, let me do a little research about Twitch TV, I'm not really familiar, uh, some friends, like, told me to check it out, I just got a PS4 not too long ago, and I play, you know, just, like, on my free time here and there, and they're like, yeah, check it out, like, you can stream yourself, whatever, get followers, like, it, it gets crazy, it's like, a lot of fun, I'm like, alright, whatever, I'll check it out looked into, like, what, like, just, like, looked up, like, on uh, Twitch on YouTube, and just wanted to see what it was like, and there's, like, all these, like, kind of, like, purists, like, Twitch purists, like, from when it first started, like, it should have been about the games, all, you know, that's what it's supposed to be about, <laughs> and how, like, it turned into just, like, basically, uh, just like girls, like half naked, like who like basically are showcasing their bodies for like 90% of like the footage and like 5% is just like, oh, you know, I'll just play games like here and there. But um, yeah, they kind of like turned it around and now it's just mostly, you know, about the games. And um, I kind of uh, got a lot of my creativity uh, to tell you the truth from uh, playing games like Zelda, like when I was uh, little, uh, I mean, the list goes on, like, obviously the Mario Mario games and just had a sixty four, had a NES, you know, I had a PlayStation I had basically like all the consoles and I would just just kinda get lost in the gameplay and so I've always had that part of me that just like was like the gamer. So when the, my buddy brought up Twitch I was like, Yeah, let me check it out So I created an account and I don't know if I'm gonna stick with it but as of right now it's pretty pretty entertaining, pretty fun. Um my account name is uh, Bravefruit11. So, uh, if anyone wants to check check it out, throw me a follow. I don't know, and uh, hopefully, I can embarrass myself for your entertainment.
0: Excellent. Well, I expect an influx of followers, because um, <laughs> naturally, uh, everyone will will be lining up to to sign up. I I'm trying to think. There, I remember reading a story of this girl that made, because because with Twitch, you can you can leave tips if you're you know enjoying the the show really um, and, yeah, yeah. and i i'm trying to think if this girl used twitch or if it was just some other like webcam service like this but it's this japanese girl that i you know was like gets people to pay to watch her eat like she'll just have like a smorgasbord of food in front of her and someone will be like hey that sandwich looks good and she'll like take a bite of the sandwich and then the guy will tip her like 50 bucks or whatever and she's made like six figures from it uh, oh gosh, for crazy. for the past couple of years and it's just absurd like i i would feel so like skeezy doing that but i mean that that seems like one of the easiest ways to make a lot of money to really just eat which is something i do all the time anyway um and you know if a couple of people wanted to watch i'd yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I, I probably wouldn't I change how it, i eat better. but whatever
1: man of just wanting to watch people like just do nothing um it's just the fact that like you know since it's almost 2016 like everyone has like some sort of way to connect to the internet whether it's your phone a tablet a desktop uh your your gaming console I mean the list goes on and you know what I mean like eventually you get bored of Facebook and Twitter and just whatever one you know normally uses to like kill some time and and streaming is becoming a thing now. Just like I said with Twitch, like, you know, it's I don't know, it's it's pretty, it's it's different, it's something different. I mean, eventually, I think it'll get like, you know, what I mean, oh, it's just another way to kill time and it's boring type of thing. Um, but I think right still, like at this point, like it's kind of kind of unusual just to like turn on your your device and see someone you know, around the world doing something, anything, you know, like it's just, it's just something like uh, unusual about it. At, at least that was what I felt when I first started messing with Twitch. It's just like, this is live and uh, you're just kind of taking a peek into someone's world, you know, like and seeing what they're up to. Um, but I don't know, it's just kind of kind weird and fun, I guess, and entertaining.
0: What have you been playing so far? Like what's gotten the, the best reception of your games?
1: Uh, right now I've been, uh, into this game, uh, Destiny, which I'm not sure if you are familiar with. It's, uh, basically like a fusion of like, uh, uh, it's a first person shooter game and it's like, um, it's basically, uh, like Halo fused together with, uh, like Diablo 2. Okay. So you're a first person shooter. Uh, it's from, it's a first person shooter angle and you basically have items and you, go on a quest and you get different items. And I, I, I'm most, I I'm mostly kind of entertained, the, like the best part of the game for me, like what gets me, uh, you know, like what's just most entertaining for me is just um, playing with my friends and uh, doing like kind of like uh, just whatever with each other together. So we do like uh, these competitions called Trials. And basically once, uh, it's basically once a week you just uh, compete against three people just somewhere around the world, and it's just like like a, sud- like a sudden death type of thing, like first one to nine wins um, type of thing, and it's just a lot of strategy, and it's pretty pretty intense, you know? Um, so I've been doing that a lot, and I think it's pretty fun. So um, next game I'm trying to look at is uh, Uncharted. I don't know if you're familiar with that yeah. game, but love the Uncharted series, so... I'll be playing a lot of that, Uncharted 4, um, when that comes out, and I think in March, so
0: we'll nice. take a look at that. Hope you're, hope you're doing America proud in these battles against people from around the world. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Representing America, strong. Excellent, America. that's what we like to hear. Um, and I don't really have a graceful segue for this, so we'll just go into it. Um, always like to end with a top three. I, so I'd love to just hear what you think are your top three designs from Brainfruit.
1: Okay. Um, it's it's really it's kind of it's it's
0: hard. Uh, this is like asking to, to pick, to pick your favorite kids right now. It's a it's, it's a tough commitment.
1: Exactly. Each design, I spent a lot of time like bringing it to life, and some you know were more frustrating than others. But I would say uh, number one is probably the easiest one to answer, just because like I have a bestseller, and I and coincidentally that bestseller you know was something that I uh, kind of poured my like heart and soul into. And that is the Killinum design, which is the, uh, Jason Voorhees hockey mask fused together with, uh, a couple of the Chicago Blackhawks logos. So when I was creating that one, I just thought of like, what's the best, like equal percentage of all three of those, um, ideas, uh, and, and balance it out and fuse it together without making it look kind of like, a like hideous, you mm-hmm. know, like there's a certain like balance and, uh, quality to those designs or ideas that you kind of want to find that like sweet spot. So I, I, I when I was done with it, I thought I I reached that that sweet spot. And um, when I started selling it, people just like were just eating it up. And even still to this day, I created that design. I would say about three years ago, and still to this day, people are uh, sending me messages. Uh, when are you gonna reprint? Because I'm kind of low on the inventory right now and oh you're, I noticed you're out of size medium and what are you going to reprint so I'm just very lucky to have that um, so that would be my number one right now is my Killing them design and then uh, my number two would probably have to be uh, I think my my Bear Downtown um, just from the title uh, I, I, I like the, you know, the title of it Bear Downtown um, kind of like a play on the Bear Down um phrase you know here in chicago and uh i i like how i was able to just limit it to one color killing them with six different colors (laughs) and that's very uh very time consuming and very labor-intensive to produce but you know and, and and you when you're creating a design you feel like oh let me just throw on a lot of colors you know let me just make it you know insane you know just let me just just get ambitious with it People will love, you know, something like that. But with Bear Downtown, I proved that I can have just one color, only use one single color, and still have it be a successful design, and still have it be something that people love. Um, and so I was really happy to prove that, um, and I and I loved how it came out. Uh, it was one of the like, ideas in my mind that I was like, I'm not sure how this is going to come out. Is it going to look like some sort of hideous beast? It's it's you know, and as I said, it's a bear. In profile with the skyline growing out its back, so I didn't know. I really was like kind of nervous about it, but once I started like to get into the process and see that hey, this is this is coming out, you know, pretty nice, and and then just yeah, I was really happy with the way that came out. So that's my number two, Bear downtown. And then I would say my number three would have to be um, the Catch the Dream um, before the Blackhawks won the latest Stanley Cup. Um, it was about a couple months before the finals. Um, I was like, I think they're going to do it. You know, I, I don't see why they're not going to get the cup. I created a, this, is, uh, this design, which is, um, basically a dream catcher with uh, the feathers are the uh, black Hawk feathers hanging from the dream catcher. And in the center of the dream catcher, kind of like the like the netting is the Stanley cup. Um, and the colors I used uh, for the tank is a red tank and the colors that are, um, the blackhawks uh, colors for the feathers so the yellow orange green blue and then i threw some white in there and uh yeah i took that to um street festival people ate that up they loved it um one person was i just this lady was walking by and she's like she saw it and she's like she actually was like pretty mad she's like i can't believe i didn't think of that and she, just <laughs> like, she just yelled that at me and then she just like walked away and i was like thank you <laughs> It was the funniest thing ever she was like legit mad like she was like all right i guess uh, i'm doing something right um so that would be my number three
0: nice uh, yeah if people are if people are getting mad you're doing something right that's my that's my motto <laughs>
1: yeah that's yeah i was definitely happy about the way that i came out so
0: hate us because they ain't us all day love it <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, I, that is all I've got for you. So where can people find you? Where can they find brain fruit online?
1: So my website where you can find all of my products is at brainfruitclothing dot com, Um, and I have all my designs there. I, I post them as soon as they're created. But if you want to follow me on like the process, I'm basically the in-betweens of getting the product out there. Um, I recommend you check out my social media pages and throw me a like or a follow. Um, my Facebook uh, page for um, my brand is just BrainFruit, one word. Um, no S at the end of fruit, just BrainFruit. And um, my Twitter is BrainFruit11, and my Instagram is just BrainFruit, singular, no F, Brain BrainFruit.
0: Bam. Fantastic. And I... Yeah, so go check that out. And Dan, thanks so much for uh, taking some time to chat.
1: Joey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. For sure. And
0: thank you to all of the listeners uh, for tuning in and staying tuned in. I know I can be a bore to listen to. It's wonderful. Um, And if you do like (laughs) the podcast, uh, feel free to drop a comment either on the podcast page or a review on iTunes because that helps more people find it and more people can listen learn these obscure basketball stats see these cool designs that we're talking about and everything else that goes on in the podcast so thank you again for listening and remember how do you stop a rhino from charging take away its credit card get after it today people